Hello, party people. This is one of your co-hosts, Michael Sullivan, speaking. Today is all about working out and how it relates to the spiritual life. We have a guest today, Sam Deary, who is a freshman at Miami University and a self-proclaimed workout enthusiast. Today, we start out by walking through Sam's early riser workout schedule, and then we're going to talk about traits that cross over from the spiritual life, such as the importance of consistency in just showing up, humility plus trusting the process, turning working out into a lifestyle, and ultimately suffering. This is a great one, and you guys won't want to miss it. Whether you're listening on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, make sure to give us a five-star rating if you would like. And if you like this podcast, please share this episode with all your friends, families, relatives, mailmen, etc., etc. Now let's get into the show. Well, yeah, let's get started today. Mm. Welcome back, as Welcome always, back to the best podcast in the game right now, Sheepdogs. <laughs> Sheepdogs. Sheepdogs podcast. We have everyone regular here today, your co-host Johnny, uh, Michael Sullivan from the left. Father Jacob Willick to the right, and as a special, very special, special guest. guest today, he's so excited to be here. Look at the smile on his face. Welcome, Sam Deary. Thank you so much for having me today, Sheep Sheepdogs Podcast. <laughs> Sam, great Sam, to be here. Yeah, Sam, could you just introduce yourself real quick? Uh, yeah, talk, talk absolutely. About well, my name is Sam Deary. I'm a freshman at Miami University. I'm studying marketing at the business school. Aside from that, I love to do music, so I do school during the weeks and music during the weekends. Yeah, so it's pretty. Sam's pretty legit. He's got uh, he's got a big TikTok follower uh, basis, <laughs> so we're hoping to get them fans of the Sheepdogs podcast after this as well. Um, but yeah, the reason we brought Sam in today is because I've seen Sam on the off chance that I go to the gym at six a.m. Every time I see Sam there, Sam is a very disciplined guy. He likes to work out. Everyone in the Newman Center knows it. And uh, yeah, he's just, he's just an awesome guy. And so today's topic is going to be about the spiritual life, but also how it correlates to physical life, working out. And so that's what we brought Sam on today to talk about. But before we get started, Father Jacob, could you start us off in a prayer? Yeah, thanks, Johnny. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for uh, the bodies that we that you give us, may we continually glorify you and all we've been given to use every gift we have uh, to its full potential, Lord, all for your glory. And we commend to you this podcast, all those listening into today, we just uh, ask your blessing upon them and we pray all glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. you get up at 6 a.m. every day getting up at 6 a.m. every single day has sort of just acted as the root for every single day mm. it's like my base for every single day if I can get up at 6 o'clock every single day if I get up at 530 every day be at the gym when it opens at 6 o'clock get a good solid workout in 
it just feels so good. It wakes you up, and it just also feels good getting that first thing done at the beginning of the day. And it gets you ready, and it makes you excited for the rest of the activities that you got going on. Mm. That's so good. That's so good. I actually had a conversation just yesterday uh, with someone here at the Newman Center, and they were asking me, what do you do to get yourself out of the bed in the morning? And, uh, yeah, whoever this was was just sharing with me how, you know, the struggle was not just getting to bed on time, which is sometimes the difficulty, right, to get enough sleep. But for this person, that wasn't an issue. But just, like, getting up, having that motivation to just get at it. Do you have any secrets or, like, how how do you have the motivation each day to just, like, get right up early, even if it's been, like, a, a long night or not much sleep? Do you have any special tricks or tips? Uh, yeah. Part of it is because I've done it so much and I have failed a lot. Mm. On the days where I fail, the rest of my day never goes as well and it's never as solid. Mm -hmm. And just, it's also a confidence thing. If I get up at six o'clock and I can get that done, I have confidence that all the other things that I want to get done in the rest of the day that I can do. Mm -hmm. And you also just need, you just gotta get up right away. If you hit snooze, you will be on and off every other day. Some days you'll be able to get up after the snooze, some days you're not going to be able to get up after the snooze. Mm -hmm. If you don't hit snooze and you actually get up right away without thinking about it, at least for me, I'm lucky enough that five minutes after I get up I'm not really tired anymore. Mm -hmm. But if I just get up out of bed after the first ring, I'm, I'm usually good. Mm -hmm. So just you know, learn from your mistakes. If you realize that when you don't get up in the morning that you have a worse day, then make sure that you're getting up to make the best out of your day. Because how awful would it be to not have a better day just because you hit the snooze button? Right. How awful would it be that the rest of your day isn't as good as it could be because you spent 15 extra minutes in bed? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So good. That's awesome. That's awesome. And real question, because there's a lot of people who might try this after this, getting up, getting out, working out. Do you ever take naps? Because I know sometimes, especially you get three hours of sleep, you know, you're going to be tired the rest of the day. You ever take a nap, or what's your strategy there? So first of all, don't get three hours of sleep. If you're, that, that's another thing, too. You need to make sure that you're getting the adequate amount of sleep. If you realize that you can't live on six hours of sleep every single day, you need to make sure that you're setting up a schedule so that you can get seven to eight hours of sleep. Um, second of all, what was the question? Second question, if you are really tired, even um, though you got that confidence yeah, yeah. from that workout, do you ever take a nap or how do you do like to rest during yeah. the day? So I personally, I don't usually take naps. I have a hard time going to sleep when the sun's up. But I have taken naps and I've, it's actually something that I do want to do more. Because after you take a nap, you are just a lot more energized. Mm -hmm. And I, I would definitely recommend it or at least recommend trying it if that's something that you can consistently do. Mm -hmm. I, I would definitely do that. I love that. Because I, I know there's this motivational speaker Eric Thomas he talks about getting out getting out early and working out and he says you know if you need to take that rest later in the day so be it but at least you got that victory early on right. and that's the most important thing is winning first thing in the day and uh, so kind of on that same note uh, there's this quote I wanted to throw at you see what you think about it it's from the Navy SEALs they say you don't rise to the level of your expectations you fall to the level of your training mm. and so in the spiritual life as well as in working out you know, we have these huge expectations. Maybe it's, I want to be able to bench 250 or whatever, or I want to be a great saint, you know? 
both of these are great expectations, but oftentimes in the spiritual life, you fall to the level of your prayer life. Mm -hmm. And then in your physical life, you fall to the level of how many times you work out during the week. It comes back to the simple things. Yeah, do you, do you believe in that quote? How, how have you seen training in your physical life really uh, take off? And then also uh, through prayer life you develop in this first year at the Newman Center, like how has that really helped your spiritual life grow? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so here is what I think of that. There are some days that are going to be really bad. And there are some days that are going to rise above your expectations. So, for example, if I need to go to the gym and I've been getting really close to that 250, but for some reason on this day, I just can't lift more than 225. You have to learn to not get discouraged in that. So mm -hmm. in the same way in your prayer life, if you're just feeling really close to God all of the time and you're just feeling like you're really loving everybody that you meet super well but then one day it's just you're off you're saying like sort of mean things to people sometimes on accident you go to pray a holy hour and the entire time you just feel like it's not doing anything for you I would just say the biggest thing for that is one realize what you are capable of and two, don't get discouraged when you have an off day. Sort of use that as motivation. Like you realize how you don't like, you don't like how, that, how that feels when you have a really bad day. So just sort of use that as motivation as to get after it more the next day. And have trust that you have felt either that consolation before or you have had those really good workouts before. And have trust that those times will come back around again because they will. Mm -hmm. And be prepared for those desolate days because those are going to come as well. Father Jacob, you're a spiritual uh, director, advisor to a lot of people. <clears throat> Can you relate to that? Seeing people get discouraged, and how do you, yeah, deal with that for the people you you direct? Yeah, yeah, I think Sammy you put it really well. Uh, just having the consistency is so important. Because, um, yeah, we want every day to be the glorious day and we're pumping 250 or whatever it may be. And there's just going to be days, like you said, we can't lift it or days we come into prayer and we're just having a bad day. I don't know, maybe we just woke up on the wrong side of the bed or maybe something happened in our family or friends or maybe we're just not feeling consolations. And just to be present before the Lord. And sometimes we think, you know, I guess maybe a difference is that, you know, that, that it's all on us in prayer. But it's so good even just to be there, to remember that God is there ministering to us the whole time, too. And it's just the fact of being present uh, that the Lord is showering His His graces upon us in that moment. And so it's so powerful that He's strengthening us in that time. And so maybe we feel like we don't have anything to give, but just the fact of being there, being present, maybe we're being distracted. Uh, but those prayers can even be more powerful at those times, which is awesome. Mm, yeah. And so what a grace to, to be there, to have the consistency even when we're not feeling it. Uh, and yeah, I think it's so beautiful too. You know, you think of a mother like caring for her children. Um, you know, there's the days when all the kids are sick or they gotta care for them and she may not feel like the best mom or you know, maybe she's just struggling, whatever it may be, but those are the moments when it's true love, you know? Maybe not like, uh, yeah, the glory days when it's the birthday and everyone's happy with their presents, whatever it may be, but rather those, those difficult times when uh, true love as a mother shines. Mm. So, um, yeah, I just think that's a great, great point that Sam was making. And yeah, we could remember that just the consistency is so important for both, I think, the spiritual and the physical. That's a huge, 
crossover for both of these. You know, if you could show up every day, same time, and get in your prayers, same show up, same time, get in your workouts. Uh, not only are they relatable, but they're interconnected too. You know, discipline in the one crosses over to discipline in the other. You know, someone who's not who's getting their workout just once a week and sleeping in the other five days, they're not going to be show up to get their prayer at the same time every day either, very likely, right? And so that's the beauty of body and soul being connected. And one reason I think we wanted to bring in Sam to explain that because we realized when you're disciplined in the body, you can be disciplined in the soul. And I know St. Paul talks about, right? Like yeah. crucifying his body or whatever, I forget what term he uses, but yeah, mortifying himself that he could be for the Lord in a new way, in a deeper way, so. Hmm. Yeah, another way I think to put that, my professor always said this was, uh, how you do one thing is how you do everything. Hmm. And so if you're taking shortcuts in your workouts, it's likely that you're gonna be taking shortcuts during your prayer as well. You know, there's that constant reminder like, okay, I could get this workout in. Like I said, like I set up these uh, 12 reps, these three sets, finish them out. Or, you know, I'm starting to feel that pain, starting to feel, yeah, it's starting to hurt after those two sets of 12. Maybe, maybe I'll take this last one a little easy. Mm-hmm. And then in that holy hour, maybe you're like, ah, maybe I'll like get distracted. That It's okay. I can always come back tomorrow. Uh, Sam, you, what do you think about that? And because I've worked out with you and it's left me uh, pretty drained. So uh, I know you're not a guy who likes to take shortcuts in that's, uh, those workouts. You know, uh, what's your mentality there when you start to feel a little pain, a little suffering? Yeah, absolutely. Well, first of all, I love what Father Jacob said. Just show up. In the same way, you just got to do the reps. Even if like they start, if they start sort of lacking in form, sometimes you might want to take a break or drop weight. But if you got to drop weight, drop weight. Mm-hmm. Don't stay on your heavy weight. Mm-hmm. And in the same way, if you got to, you know, I I definitely agree with that. And it's not just in the prayer life, and it's not just in the way that you work out. It's in everything that you do. So it just crosses over to school, and it crosses over to how you treat other people, and it crosses over as to whether or not you're going to be a good friend and whether or not you're going to listen to other people. So I agree with that. I think that's so good, too, just when you explain that we need humility in both of these things. Right, so if you're working out, you need humility. Like, okay, today, I mean, I could get in all the reps with bad form, but we know that that's not good. So you gotta have the humility to be like, okay, I'm gonna get this in. You have the determination to get this in, but you gotta drop weight a little bit, right? Which is so good, you know, take off a plate or something. But then the same in the spiritual life of, you gotta have humility, you know, realizing like some days it's not gonna be uh, the glorious prayer that you always want, but you just gotta show up and do it and like trust the program, right? And uh, so I think it's also relatable in that. So yeah, I love that too, because yeah, we need humility in order to work out well. Realize like sometimes maybe you're, maybe you're injured, right? But you could still show up and do something. You could still show up and do something. Maybe you gotta do less weight. Maybe you gotta do different exercises. And uh, maybe sometimes in the spiritual life, maybe you can't be at the chapel that morning. Can you do a holy hour at home? You know, can you call up a friend, uh, pray with them if you can't go to mass? Whatever it may be, but we could always show up because the Lord is present to us everywhere. So when you said that um, you can still show up even if you're injured, it actually reminded me, it's kind of a sad story, but I think it speaks a lot to my friend. Uh, my friend Jacob Butzi actually passed away last year from leukemia, lymphoma. Um, but when you were saying that, it reminded me, his dad told, told a story, there was a 5K for him, that even on the day that he died, the morning he woke up, 
he stretched and he was like mm. still you know doing what he could mm -hmm. to live a life well and to fight and mm -hmm. so he he's a, an inspiration to me you know to to never give up that's kind of their phrase never ever give up and to to always be fighting so yeah even like here's a guy who really was so weak he couldn't do anything but stretch but he still got up and stretch and so you know i i think as as we are all healthy young men um there's really no excuse to not be, and I, I, I need to be doing it more, honestly. So, um, yeah, Michael, you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, in case the audience isn't aware, I haven't been talking too much because this is basically uh, these guys preaching to me, saying, hey, Michael, why don't you go to the gym every once in a while? You're super lazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do not head to the rec center as much as I probably should, or if at all, <laughs> but... I understand. I understand the point behind it. What the question I wanted to ask you, Sam, is that there's like so many things I think you can be disciplined in, um, and I fit, like you're working out and, and like being physically fit is definitely like a, a main one. But why why is it the one that like you focus on a lot? Because there's people that are like super disciplined uh, in school and stuff like this, but then they kind of like neglect. Um, like that physical side a little bit in the same way you could like be focused on the physical side and neglect other areas of your life. Um, how have you found like that balance and how, why have you found that like getting up at 6 a.m. every day and going, um, going to the gym and working out is like the best way to start your day? Yeah, that's interesting. I think first of all, I grew up playing a lot of sports, which is why I really like doing physical things. And second of all, I have found myself putting too much of my time into working out and too much of my worth into all of the different things that I eat and all of my nutrition and just like working out three hours a day, which is too much. So it's been a process trying to learn that balance. So if I'm working out every single day, I'll begin to sort of lose my joy in working out if I'm completely lacking in all the different areas of my life. So if I'm going to the gym all the time and I'm not spending any time to cultivate relationships or spending any time to make sure my grades are in tip-top shape, when I'm at the gym, it's, not, it's no longer this solid foundation for my day. It becomes a distraction for the rest of your day. And so I think it also comes with taking time to realize that so just being able to reflect after your day. How do you feel after your day? What were the things that made you feel the way that you feel? And I think that I've just realized over time that it's important to not just be disciplined in working out, but also in schoolwork. But when you realize that you need to be disciplined in other areas, it's much easier to become disciplined in those other areas when you're already disciplined in working out. Plus, it's such a straightforward thing too. Sometimes you're not exactly sure how long you should study you're not exactly sure how long you should be spending doing this or that or reading. But for working out, you can say, hey, I'm going to get up and I'm going to work out six to seven. And that's such a solid, it's a solid victory. Victories, they're really, they're good and they're a real thing. So, yeah, I, that's a great answer. I guess I was just asking because I think I used to work out in high school and I, I played sports and stuff. Going to college, though, I found it like way like as far where I am right now, I I would have a way easier time sitting down and reading or studying for like five hours and like not like doing anything else than like to just get up and walk across campus and go to the gym. Maybe it's just because I don't like the gym, but 
it's just like a very like interesting that like oh I used to do this a lot but now that I'm here and I'm at college and I like have set what my priorities were that it's made me lack so much where I like I can't even get myself to like you know get up at noon and go and go to the gym so it's can I speak a little bit to that too Michael because I also was we're both washed up high school athletes here in our own rec- uh, time, own, own sports and I, same way high school I loved going to the gym I loved getting after it and I think it was because I had a vision for where I wanted to go I knew in track I wanted to run this time at this date uh, at this event and every single day I'd look at myself and I'd be like okay this workout is going to help me in this area of my sport and that's what's going to lead me to that success three four or five months from now and now as I don't have that sport I don't have a strong vision like that and so there's nothing really inspiring to me that I can look three four months ahead and be like yeah that's what I'm excited about Sam do you yeah would you agree with that maybe it's like a vision or do you have any other insight on there I think it's interesting because you said that you would work out every single day for the sake of doing better in your sport. I think that working out for me has just kind of become a lifestyle. So I work out every single day so that I can have a better day and just live a better life and to live a fuller life. And I think another thing that you were talking about is just how you don't really see working out as a priority anymore. But I mean, we do that in all different areas of our lives. I was just reading this book actually on Thomistic ethics and about- <laughs> Ca- and Casual it, reading, Sam. <laughs> and, and they were talking about obviously how our desires are, um, they're corrupt. A lot of our desires, we really wanna do something, but it's wrong. So it's learning how to form our desires in a way that are, correct with how we are supposed to be living so if you don't feel like sometimes i don't feel like working out at the gym but i would definitely feel better when i do go to the gym at this point and i think some people like they wouldn't go to the gym and they don't feel bad about it but for me it's like an important lifestyle trait that i try and live every single day Mm. yeah i think that's a good point because it's so good to have the balance i mean we talk about balance a lot or you know you hear a lot of talk about balance but um, even like to be so if you're going out like to be the best student that's part of it or whatever it may be um, I think for me one thing I was definitely learning in college is maybe I didn't have time to go to the gym every day but even in the midst of after studying multiple hours like okay I gotta get 20 minutes in of just doing some calisthenics in my room whatever it is just so I could refresh reset and then enter back into the studying because I think we could all get you know, overcome or your mind kind of goes numb after a while in the midst of studies. So even just having those good things, you know, which can help your body, mind, soul, all that uh, to get that refresh, mm-hmm. to reset and then to dive back in uh, what you're called to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want to, um, we're, we're, we're kind of closing out here, coming to the final minutes, but I wanted to close this out on a topic that is, I think, very crucial to spiritual life and Catholics especially have a good perspective on it. And that is suffering. And working out, with working out comes a lot of suffering. And I think a lot of people, if they just were to admit it, the reason they don't like working out is because there's suffering involved. And we don't like to suffer. And, uh, but I I love when you're at the gym, everyone's wearing quotes on their chest. Mm -hmm. Like everyone's got those quotes, no pain, no gain, or, you know, whatever. And, and I think those people would, would do well in the spiritual life because, because there's a lot of suffering in the spiritual life as well. Um, How can you see suffering? How have you seen it? play a role in your life 
in working out in your spiritual life and maybe like fighting through it like some of the fruits on the other side absolutely getting up and going to the gym every day and forcing yourself to suffer is going to prepare you for the times where you have to suffer and you have no choice and so some of the times I'm thinking about, like, you just don't really feel like getting in those extra push-ups. I used to think, I, I literally, I used to, like, think about purgatory, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm, like, getting ready to, like, you know, I don't know, purify myself, you know, mm-hmm. in some sort of way. But that, that's a huge thing. Putting yourself through suffering and putting yourself through trials, that when you have to face trials, you're prepared and you know how to do it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah, these kind of sufferings can help strengthen our will when we enter into them, right? So help us to make those other choices when they're tough in the spiritual life, which is so good. But I love you talking about purgatory too. What I love is in the midst of workouts, if we can make it a prayer for someone, right? Mm-hmm. Offer it up as a why, like what's your why today? Like maybe you're not there now to to run, you know, a certain time or having a certain goal, but like, okay, if you're offering this up for uh, a friend who's struggling, you know, or someone who's struggling with depression or a family member, really like, okay, I'm offering up for them. And it can be a prayer in some sense, you know, maybe not like the deepest profound feeling of prayer that you have at other times. But that there is suffering there, and I think it's something good we could offer to the Lord on behalf of ourselves or on behalf of another. And uh, there's definitely value in that, you know. Mm-hmm. And I know St. Paul talks about, you know, suffering, preaching Christ crucified, and just the glory that's there. But run so as to win, as he says too, right? And so mm-hmm. to give it our all, uh, but to do it for the honor and glory of God. And that we, there is, uh, you know, to offer those things up is very powerful. Offering up any suffering, even if it's just a workout, you know, mm-hmm. something that we kind of do choose ourselves, help strengthen our will, but also can make it into a prayer. So, mm. and Father, could you explain real quick what it actually means to offer something up? Because as Catholic, I just grew up, my mm. parents would be like, oh, offer it up, offer it up. It's right. like, you get used to it. But right. I realize a lot of my non-Catholic Christian friends, when I talk about offering it up or redemptive suffering, mm. yeah. that's not a concept they're familiar with. Right. So could you just explain what, what does that mean? Sure, sure. Well, I think a lot of it goes back to, think of the Old Testament, when you think of the priests offering sacrifices on behalf of the people, right? Usually it was in reparation for sin or to give God glory. So you think about Noah, uh, or Abraham was going to offer his son, but then he was, you know, offered the, the goat or whatever it was. But they'd have these offerings all through the Old Testament. And then even, of course, the Jews uh, around Jesus' time. And then, of course, with the temple being destroyed, the sacrifices ended. But really, Jesus making that perfect sacrifice for us on the cross. Okay, so there's all that, which is beautiful. But still, we can enter into that sacrifice of Jesus Christ each and every day and unite our sufferings with his in offering to the Father. So on behalf of, you know, in reparation for our sin or those sins of the whole world or to make it a prayer on behalf of someone else. And, uh, yeah, it's just a very beautiful thing that we as Catholics have that understanding that suffering can have meaning. We don't always fully understand it in this world, but um, St. Paul says, you know, I can make up for what is lacking in the sufferings of Christ. Mm-hmm. And that's mind-blowing. So we could enter into the sufferings with Christ and actually share in part of that and uh, work in Christ's redeeming work, which is so amazing that we get to share in that, that our suffering can have great meaning when we unite with the Lord's cross. And so every day, you know, of course, in the Catholic Church, we still have the priest making the offering or entering into that offering of Christ in a specific way at Mass. But also, when we come to Mass, each of us are called to bring our offering, you know, our hearts, our sufferings, our prayers, uniting them to uh, Jesus in the priest, to God. And so that's another time. But especially even throughout our day, like one of the things I would like to recommend today is to pray the morning offering. 
Uh, because in that, you wake up, you can wake up in the morning, pray before you, you get in your workout or your studies, whatever it may be. Uh, but you offer all your prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of that day. And so your whole day, whether it's good, you could offer the good things, you could offer the tough times. But your entire day can be an offering, uniting it with Christ, living that life hardcore like St. Paul. You know, whether it's in the workouts or the studies, the good times, the joys, the, the struggles, all that, making it an offering. As we're all called to share in that in our baptisms as in the common priesthood, making an offering to God. And so we're blessed that we could share in that, uh, making an offering yeah, each and every day, making it glorifying the Lord in our lives. So, yeah. I just wanted to at least add one thing since we're talking about our body and our spirituality. There is so much glory that I think that we give to God when we go out and do things with our body physically. Mm-hmm. So whether, maybe you don't like to lift. Maybe you don't like lifting weights. There's so many other amazing things to do. I just, at the end of last semester, I got a little bit into rock climbing. And it's just so fun, like doing things with your body physically. Mm-hmm. And I love Blessed Pier Giorgio. And one of the things that just made him so alive is he loved going out and doing things with his body. He loved going out and he loved rock climbing. He loved skiing. He loved, he loved all of these different things. And it gives so much glory to God that we go out and do these things with our body, which are, our, our body is so sacred. And I think it's a lot more sacred than we realize and than we ever talk about because we're always talking about our soul. But to go out and to make the most of every single day and to go out and be adventurous is just, it it gives so much glory to God. So Mm -hmm. I also just want to challenge people to do that. Go out and find something fun to do. Go skiing. Go, just just take a hike. Just do something fun physically. Mm. I love it. So good. That's the closing word from Sam Deary, be adventurous, you know? I love it. That's amazing. Well, this has been awesome having you on, Sam. I wish we could have more time with you. We definitely want to have you back sometime. And yeah, it's just been awesome. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, absolutely. Excited to see the growth in this podcast. Yes, sir. Yeah, well, actually, Father, can we close out in prayer and maybe close out with a morning offering so people could could know what you're saying? Yeah. All right. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Oh, Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day in union with the holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world. I offer them the intentions of your most sacred heart for the salvation of souls, the reparation for sin, and the union of all Christians. I offer them the intentions of our bishops and all of their associates, and in particular for those recommended by our Holy Father this month. Amen. 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 In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Sweet. Sheepdogs out. Sheepdogs out.